Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. I have back with us today on the program, uh, Dr. Uh, Richard Kramer. Dr. Kramer, say hello. Hi. Hey, so glad to have you back today. And this is going to be a kind of a fun subject. And I asked you, I actually brought this to you. Usually our guests tell us what they want to talk about today. I asked you uh, if we could talk about the subject. So um, let's just jump right into it Um, real quickly. um, Let me, let me just, and you can fill in the blanks here, Dr. Kramer, you've, you've taught your pediatric dentist. Uh, You've run some amazingly successful practices with up to, I think, 150 employees um, at one time. I mean, you've been there. You've done that. You run KramerDentalConsulting.com. So you're qualified to speak about the subject of uh, business um, and dentistry. Would you agree with that, Dr. Kramer? I like to think so. Yeah, I think our audience would too, especially when they check out the site and learn a little bit more about you. But here's what I want to talk about. So you know, I, I spend time in forums um, and Facebook fan groups and I'm in the dental community and, you know, I'm listening and, and from time to time I'm, I'm engaging um, with, uh, you know, the audience that's out there. And, you know, one thing that I hear over and over and over again is it's almost kind of comes as a complaint that, you know, business is not taught in dental school and how it should be. And, and I think someone could make the argument for the amount of money that they do charge for dental school nowadays that maybe they should be teaching dentistry. They probably give you a law degree too, um, you know, with what, what they're charging. Um, but you taught dentistry and you've been in the business side and you've helped people run successful businesses. So here's what I'm going to ask you. How does someone know if they should be, be get into the business of dentistry? And I don't mean become a dentist, of course, right? Anyone, you know, you, you can be, you can stay an associate for the rest of your life and there's nothing wrong with that, but who should, who, what are some things that you should look at to try to decide and how do you go about that process of trying to decide, should I be a business owner or do I just want to be a dentist and take care of patients and, and nothing else for the rest of my life? What do you think about that? I think it's very interesting because I, my experience has been that most dentists love doing dentistry and many of them would be just so um, thrilled to just do dentistry, not have to manage a practice, not have to manage staff. And it's just the the physical act of doing the uh, dentistry, dealing with their patients and go home and have no further issues. But as you said, you know, if you're if you want to own your own practice, there's a lot that comes along with it. And I think dental schools don't teach it because, interestingly enough, in a four-year period of time, they probably feel their curriculum is so full they do not have time for the business of dentistry. Sure. And um, I think it's unfortunate because so many young people come out of school with. Um, student debt. And, and now to begin a practice is very costly. Yep. And, and there's a lot of competition now. And now they're competing with corporate dentistry. So it's very discouraging to some individuals. And so many of them are now, are now working for dental corporations. But if you, if you do that as a stopgap measure and you say, well, I'll do that, I'll earn some money and I'll figure it out. For a lot of people, they get really comfortable. They have no responsibility. They do their work 
there's no um, continuity in a lot of these individual um, groups or 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 corporate offices because people are coming and going. And then there are quotas and, and it's for some folks, that's, that's what they want. But for many, they start there, but don't have a plan to take the next step. Sure. And so I think it's really important, but it all starts with developing your personal strategy. And I like to think that's one of the ways that, that I can be helpful because I was a solo practitioner. I developed a group and now I, you know, built the group and now I have stopped practicing uh, dentistry and doing full-time consulting. So I understand the dilemma and there's so many, I would say most dentists do not have a plan. They just don't. It's all about the bottom Mm -hmm. line. Can I survive? Can I pay my debt? Can I buy a house? Can I support my family? Yep. You know, and they're not thinking about the next next years. Now, for most of us, we at an early age will take out insurance, just just general insurance, because right. we want to protect the future. Many people invest in retirement plans because they want to protect the future. Right. But the single most time-consuming part of your life, other than family is your practice. Sure. And what are you what what are we doing to actually plan what our what our um, roadmap is going to be? Sure. And and I know it's important, right? And I, and I think everyone actually knows that it's important. They just don't actually a lot of them don't do it, right? And that's where yeah. they need help with someone like you. They know it's important, but they need someone to hold them, you know, help them be accountable and, and, and actually do this. But I want to kind of get a little bit more into the psychology of this a little bit. So and most lawyers, right? So we're going to just talk about, you know, highly educated, very um, intelligent careers. Lawyers, most of them are associate. Doctors, most work for hospital systems, right? Architects, most work for big firms, right? So why is it in dentistry that there's this automatically, like this almost this expectation that if you're going to become a dentist, that you need to own a business, that you need to go into private practice and that you have to have a business, right? There's so many other things in life that this happens. Like it, we've we've seen significant changes um, in our culture as far as you know when people get married and when they have children. And now we're starting to see fewer and fewer fewer people have children. I think a lot of people thought they needed to have children because that's just what you do. A lot of people, I think, just want to own a dental practice because that's just what you do. That's the next step. It doesn't have to be the next step, but I just. The psychology of it. Why do you think that happens? Why do you think it's so driven? Start a business. Well, I think today in many industries it's competition. There's a fear of of there's a perception that you will have a difficult time becoming successful in whatever industry simply because there's too much competition out there. So that comes to how you measure success, right? Though, because I think if you asked, if you if you put a thousand dentists in the room and asked what makes a successful dentist or what is a successful dentist? It would all come down to profits and practices, right? How they're practice, retirement, profits, and that sort of thing. But you, you don't have to make money to be a, you don't have to be wealthy, or I should say rich to be a successful dentist, correct? Well, but I think part of that too is um, what you would like to do in your professional career, the type of work you would like to do. So for many individuals, 
they choose a specialty. For other individuals, they want to do a little of everything. And the, you know, the big ticket items are cosmetics these days, whether you're in on the medical side or the dental side. Sure. And so are you positioning yourself to have choices as to what you would just like to do in your career? Forget how wealthy you're going to become or how secure you're going to become. But when you go to work every single day, are you, is what you're doing satisfying? Right. And so when you work for yourself, you may have all the issues, but you also have the choices. You can make the choices, whether they're good or bad. But if you work for somebody else, you're going to, you're going to be working with their choices. Sure. You know, mostly for a, an associate, the, the practitioner is going to offload the work he does not want to do, offload, offload the type of insurance coverage he does not want to do. Um, and you're then still not, you know, not working in the capacity you optimally would like to work in, unless you have a very clear agreement when you're starting out with whatever entity you're working for, that this is where I'm starting, this is where I'm going, and this is where we're all going to be at the end of the day. And, and it's just a matter of, of trying, and it's not easy, as you know whatever part of life we're talking about to sort of really analyze what you would like in life. What are your real top priorities? I think for most individuals, they just want to be able to live a normal life. Sure. But you also want, when you go to work every day, you want to enjoy what you're doing. If yeah. you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's, it's, it's work. And you know, the difference, you know, the old expression is the difference between work and, and pleasure is one work you have to do. And, and you know, pleasure is as selective. So, you know, sure. I just think a, a thought at the early stages where you really find yourself so consumed, you're not really thinking big picture is important. And in dentistry particular, particularly if you want to get into the psychology of that, and I will include myself, as part of a large group of, of people in the industry, dentists by their nature are focusing on a narrow area of interest, the mouth. And sure. in some cases, the tooth, in some cases, just the root canal or the, or the position of teeth, if you're an orthodontist right. or the cosmetics, if you're, if you're really into that component. So by our nature, we're focused. So are we prepared for the big picture? Not everybody, but some. And I guess I would include myself because I always loved the business side, the, the having a business strategy and exercising that was very enjoyable for me. Yeah. So let me ask you this, this last question on the subject. So someone's just out of dental school. And maybe looking for that first job, or maybe they're in their, their very first job, but they're trying to figure out where they want to go. That's actually a really good time to talk to someone like you, correct? Isn't that actually a really good time to talk to a consultant at the beginning yeah. of that trajectory as opposed to somewhere in the middle of it? Well, for example, uh, dental schools should be inviting folks like myself. They're just not, there aren't, uh, I mean, there are folks, but there's not a, a lot of folks who have sort of gone through the, the practice side themselves right. and now come out the other end and are 
um, sort of expert in, in dentistry. Sure. Mostly they're academics who are full time. This is what they do. They publish, they, they write, they lecture, and that's their career and they teach. Right. But if you're on the practice side, you're so busy with practice, just for most people, they are, that consumes all their energy. Right. But the time to really try to think about it is um, when you're in dental school. I'll give you a very simple example. Where do you want to live? What sure. state do you want to live in? Right. Do you want to be close to family? Do you want an environment? Do you want weather considerations? Or you're a yeah. skier. You're in Denver. Yeah. You ski, right? Skiers go to Denver. Denver is oh, yeah. a very attractive place. Yeah. Or do you want to be in Hawaii? <laughs> Right. I mean, so you can take it to an extreme. So the first thing is to figure out in life where you want to live, because once you set up, you're often just committed. It's a very challenging move to make after you've started, a, you're working, you have a young family, and now you're, it's not a great time to figure it out. And once your kids get to school age, now you've got all those in individuals and friends and other factors sure early early is better pretty well if you're able to and if you're not then you seek advice and yeah. and you know uh, i i i grew up in eastern canada i grew up in montreal huh. i went to school in boston the, the metal uh, dental school at mcgill in montreal yeah. went to boston to graduate had an opportunity to stay on and teach and practice Ended up in Vancouver in Canada, sure. where I really built the practice and now live in L.A. doing a lot of consulting. So everybody has their journey. Would have been easier for me to just set up in L.A. I see that now. But at that point, you know, my journey was such that this is where it took me. But for others, you have choices. You should try to do that, you know. Yeah. I think you've you certainly lived on three out of the four, uh, not, well, some of the three out of the four amazing uh, cities. I'm not going to say what the one that's not so amazing is. Which one are you um, excluding? I'm not, not <laughs> plead the fifth there. Well, I, yeah. thank you for talking about this with us, Dr. Kramer. I'd love to have you come back on at some point. I want to remind our guest of you know your website URL again. It's KramerDentalConsulting.com, and really encourage them um, to reach out and. You know, for those uh, listening today or, uh, you know, you can see it on our website, a link, um, Dr. Uh, Kramer, you will do a free, uh, you offer a free consultation for those yeah. seeking services like yours, correct? Absolutely, because people have to decide if they think I can be helpful for them. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Kramer, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It's good. Hey, have you ever spent any time in Alexandria Bay? What's that? Do you ever spend any time in Alexandria Bay, New York? You know what? We part of our half of our family was from New York, so oh, I yeah? spent a lot of time in New York. Where? Um, well, they were they were mostly on on Long Island. Okay. Where they hung out. My daughters, who are performers, were um, lived right in on Broadway. You know, right down huh. down in the theater district. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, you know, so New York has always been. You know, Montreal, New York has been. They've been connected back into the 30s during Prohibition, yep. where they were. Um, Montreal was a, a very destination for New Yorkers and vice versa. Yeah, I spent I spent my summers as a kid on the St. Lawrence in Alexandria Bay, New York. 
Oh yeah, where where is that? So uh, from Montreal, you would yeah. go downriver. So it's just southwest of Montreal on the St. Lawrence River. Oh, so yeah, I used to I taught summer camp up in Scroon Lake, New York, too. I was a tennis oh, instructor. Okay. Yeah, it's in Scroon Lake. So okay, yeah, I don't know where that is, but yeah, it, I was just on the St. Lawrence. In the Ad- it's in the Adirondacks. Oh, I was born. In Saranac Lake in the Adirondacks. Oh, Saranac Lake. Yes, yeah. I know. It's big stuff. But yeah, we used to go in Montreal. You know, they never, we didn't have any drive-in movies. So we used to all drive to Plattsburgh. Yeah. You know, you drive two hours, go through the border, yeah. go to the, the, to the um, drive-in and, and drive home. Can't do that now. No, you can't. It's, uh, it's yeah, bad. I know. I've got but, my... I have an uncle who graduated from St. Lawrence. I have a niece that's in St. Lawrence um, right now mm-hmm. right there at St. Lawrence University right there in Pittsburgh. Oh, so. yeah. St. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Well, pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for being here. Take care. Have a Take good care. day. You too. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.